Hello and welcome to a on the road live edition of the Cyclone Insider Podcast. Travis Hines and Randy Peterson coming to you from the outskirts of Cincinnati in northern Kentucky ahead of tomorrow's 11 a.m. kickoff between Iowa State and Cincinnati ahead of Iowa State's bye week next week. Randy, I feel like Iowa State certainly riding some momentum off that win over TCU over the weekend. Cincinnati looking for its first ever Big 12 win. I think this probably sits up, sits up pretty well for Iowa State, although I would think Cincinnati homecoming, looking for that first victory. Going to be some desperation on that sideline as well. Yeah, I I agree, Travis. And I was I was a little bit I don't know, miffed at the at the um that Cincinnati was a was a five point favorite, which was kind of interesting to me. But but uh, be that as it may, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's urgency for both teams in this game. I mean, if Iowa State's going to going to reach the postseason, tomorrow's game is about as big a must as there is. I mean, they certainly have to win three of the next four. Um, so yeah, I think this is winning tomorrow is paramount. Um, I don't know what the weather's going to be. It's beautiful outside right now as I look out the window, but who knows what it's going to be tomorrow. It looks like it might be rainy, um, which I don't know what side that would favor. But, uh, um, yeah, if Iowa State plays like it did last week against um, against TCU, T- Iowa State should should win this game. But it's, it's going to take – um, it's going to take a, a perfect game or as close to perfect game as Iowa State can play in all facets of the game to to win. But, uh, yeah, it is homecoming here. Um, I don't know what, you know, we'll see what you and I will experience it tomorrow morning um, when we're going through the crowd. The homecoming parade starts real early tomorrow morning. So I don't know how much this campus gets jacked up for, for homecoming. Actually, I've never been on the campus. So it'll be interesting um, to see. But but I think both teams have a sense of urgency tomorrow. Yeah, and I think for Iowa State, and we talked about this on the radio show on Monday, Randy, about just if you can get one or two of these road games before October is up, you're setting yourself up very, very well for November. Whereas you get one, you feel okay. You go over. Not not feeling great about that bowl game, you know, with the bye game, the bye week next week, you know, Iowa State obviously wants to win the game, but there's just that when you're you're plotting the the course to six wins, going into that bye week with a little bit of breathing room against what should be an incredibly winnable game against what looks to be a bad Baylor team on the road, Halloween <laughs> weekend. I mean, I think that that would put a exclamation point on this unofficial first half or pre bye week section for Iowa State to go from the lows of that Ohio game to having a high, a real high, winning the first road game um, since Iowa last year in the same state, that would that would be a, a pretty good take a bow before the break and start the second act for Iowa State. Yeah, and I think they're going into this game healthy as well. Um, I think Verdone's okay. Um, I don't even know what the other injuries were, but I think I think they're okay. Plus, they're gonna they're going to have uh, um, Jake Rimsburg back, and he's been practicing. Um, he tweaked the knee, I don't know, a few weeks ago, but from all indications, are pointing that 
that he could get in for a couple series. They're not going to obviously start him. Last year he started the last five or six games at right tackle. Um, they're not going to start him, obviously, but they'll try to get him, get him in as the as the as the fl- the flow of the game um, makes it conducive to do. Um, and, and Iowa State's going to need that. I don't know where they're going to play him. I don't know whether he'll be a guard or a tackle. Iowa State seems pretty good with Brendan Black right now, the two freshmen on that and the right guard, and and Hufford is is good at the left guard. So I guess I'm guessing that Jake plays a tackle position. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see on that one. But but Iowa State's going to have him back. Iowa State's healthy, um, other than than Jake Ramsberg, who who's got the tweaked knee. But but from He's practiced. He practiced yesterday, and from what I understand, he's um, they're going to try to play him. You know, like I said, two or three series, just see how it goes. So, and they'll have him certainly have him for the rest of the year. So that's needed. So Iowa State right now is 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 going into this game in yeah, not only on a high after after looking good against TCU, Iowa State's going into this game healthy, and there's no reason why Iowa State would go into it, this game without any. I mean, they've gotten you know, uh, uh, play as hard as you can. I, I was going to use another phrase, but I won't, um, you know, just play as hard as you can because what's, you got nothing to lose. You got next week off. So um, yeah, I, I think this is in a, this is a good situation for Iowa state. Like you said, I don't know when the last time Iowa state won a big 12 road game. Um, I've looked that one up in 2021. Uh, I think it might've been TCU on the road in 20. No, because they're on the road in 2022. They want a road, Kansas state. Maybe they want a late, maybe, uh, yeah. a road okay. game late in 2021. But to that point, they didn't win a road game last year. They lose at Ohio this year. They get waxed by what is now looking like a national title contending Oklahoma team. Is there anything to this losing streak on the road? Or is it just as simple as Iowa state hasn't been very good for the last year plus and, Bad teams don't win on the road. You hit it. Iowa State's not been very good the last year and a half or so, and bad teams don't win on the road. Exactly. Um, that I don't think there's any other any other way to put it. And Iowa State's not been a good team. I I, I see Iowa State getting good again. I see it. It's it's maybe three steps forward and one step back. Um, but but uh, it's going to take time. But I, I see it, and this would certainly be another another step in that progression if Iowa State can win tomorrow. Um, so, and it's, it's um, from what I understand also, there's a large, fairly good sized Iowa State contingent um, going to be at the game tomorrow also. So that's, that's a good thing as well. So I guess um, I, 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 all the, the stars are aligning for Iowa State here, but, but, but Cincinnati's in the same situation. Um, I saw, I saw somewhere the quarterback, Emory Jones, he was quoted somewhere as saying, um, I think our best is yet to come. Um, so in, so in other oh, words, Oh snap, Oh snap. What trash <laughs> talk. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, and he goes on and on and on, but, but, uh, um, so they've got some stuff to do. And then I, then I was reading Satterfield, the coach. I, I, I think I kind of like him. Um, he said, we don't have an explosive running backs. He said, you go back to, you, um, he says, our guys will get you a first down, but we've seen this year where we break out for 30 or 40 yard run and then we get tackled. So I think Iowa State would do anything to have guys break out and get 30 or 40 yard run, but, but 
Ohio's going or um, Cincinnati's going to going to run the heck out of the ball. That's what they're going to do first. And if that doesn't work, then Emory Jones can run it as well, the quarterback. And where's Iowa State's defense been a bit shaky over the you know during at some points during the last few years? Uh, the running game, and you wrote about it this morning or yesterday or today or I don't know when, Travis. But but uh, um, you know it goes back to fundamentals, the tackling. And I thought what Hickok said this week during um, media day was interesting. And he's exactly you know it, it's exactly what's happening. They don't practice tackling anymore. <clears throat> um, so that works against a, a young team like Iowa State. So I guess um, um, that's we're going to see how that's how that's going to work. Their rushing game against Iowa State's rush defense. And to go back to the, the original point there too that we started on Randy about Iowa State on the road, bad teams don't win on the road. So I think for Iowa State, beyond getting one win closer to bowl eligibility, if they're able to win on Saturday, using that logic, that would be pretty good validation that this isn't a team that's bad. And I think that was a real question after that <laughs> Ohio game. I think, you know, obviously the Oklahoma State win takes some of the pressure off beating TCU the way they did, you know, kind of eases you in that direction away from this team having a re- being a repeat of last year. And I do think the th- think the thing worth considering is for as much discussion as we gave Brocktober when Iowa State would win and win and win in October with Brock Purdy as quarterback, that predated Brock Purdy, right? Like they got in 16, 17, they got better as September gave way to October, gave way to November, and then things would usually peter out with having just not the numbers of of talent. So I do think, which is a long way of saying, I think we have seen pretty steady progression holistically from Iowa State through the course of the first, after the first month of the season, historically under Campbell. And I think we're seeing that to a large degree with this team, that this young team is getting better. Now, where do they hit their ceiling? Where do they run out of gas to steal a talking point from you from Men's Basketball Media Day on Wednesday? (laughs) Don't go there. But, But... you know, are they able to carry that through all the way through October and into November? That that remains to be seen. But I think given where Iowa State was, both in preseason expectations and with the loss to Ohio, to be where they are, not only in terms of win-loss, but to watch the product on the field and to see them moving in the right direction when it wasn't always clear that that was going to happen. you got to be feeling really good if you're Campbell. you got to be feeling pretty good if you're an Iowa State fan. And if you can carry that through the bye week, I think that – offers a psychological lift where it's going to be a letdown if they're unable to, to get through Saturday without a victory. Yeah. And we haven't talked about the offense yet, but yeah, I mean, that's going to getting winning on Saturday is going to, the offense is going to have a big deal in this as well. Obviously um, the offense has been playing a heck of a lot better than it, than it started out the season. That's kind of a, a point where you can make gradual progression or you can make a progression. You can show it on a, on a graph, um, the rushing game's been been good. I still want to, <clears throat> I still want to see, and I brought it up this week to Campbell, and he kind of laughed. I still want to see Sama and um, Eli Sanders in the backfield at the same time, or on the field at the same time, doing the kind of things that, given at least given the opportunity to do what Brees and and Kane could do, because they both, you know, these guys are both good. They're not that good yet, but they're 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 good. Um, the passing game, I think we'll see that. 
Um, Bramer is, is, is incredible. A true freshman tight end. Um, he's, he's off the charts. Good. I mean, it's just, it's, um, uh, it's, it's fun watching, watching him and he's been good right from the get go. So the, the offense is going to have to, to continue progressing as well. And once again, the same as the defenses, dude, this is the last game before the, before the, before the break, go whole hog. And, and, you know, um, don't have any regrets after this game. Leave it all out there. I know that's a cliche, but but you got next week off. Um, you know, so Iowa State offense. I, I think I'm looking for for things from them. I, I also, continued good things from them. To shift gears a little here, Randy. I think it's probably worth looking back two days ago to men's basketball media day. Women's basketball media day was yesterday. <laughs> Our colleague Tommy Birch has tons of coverage from that on DesMoinesRegister.com that we would encourage you to check out. But Randy and I were at men's basketball on media day on Wednesday. Anything jump out to you, Randy? Uh, since we haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. Um. <clears throat> yeah. I, the all right, shortly after media day. The basketball um, um, preseason predictions came out for the Big 12. And for Iowa State to be picked seventh, you wrote the story, Iowa State to be picked seventh. That's probably about right. As you mentioned this morning in the airport, seven, seventh place will get you into the NCAA tournament in this league. It's a, clearly the best league on the planet, the college conference. Um, and, and I think I think. I think that the who the, picked it, the coaches, right? They usually do that. The coaches got got this one right, and the fact that Houston, uh, Kansas and Houston are are one and two, and then it's kind of kind of everybody else. So for Iowa State to be picked seventh, right in the middle, that's that's a good thing. Um, yeah, TJ, TJ, I noticed it. It just it just, and you and I know TJ probably better than a lot of people do in that room, but. TJ has a legitimate, in my estimation, and I may be wrong, legitimate. Um, um, he likes what this potential of this team can be scoring wise, which obviously we hadn't seen that for a long time. This team's got shooters. This team's got athletes on the wing. This team's got got um, playmakers. Um, so TJ, I think TJ is, is genuinely optimistic about how this team can can score and and i think travis like you wrote or said that the defense may take a step back but one of the best defenses in the big 12 conference taking a step back isn't that big a deal if the offense can can make up for that for that step and i'm i'm curious i you know i'm excited to see if that can happen um i i I don't know who would be the. I don't even know who'd be the leading scorer right now. I'm assuming it would be either Taman or or um, I don't even know. Um, I would guess Keyshawn Gilbert. Keyshawn, yeah. Curtis Jones, maybe, but yeah. I, I bet right now would be on Keyshawn Gilbert. Yeah, I, I would say because he's certainly gonna gonna have the ball and 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 that having that and, and having Taman on the floor at the same time is going to be interesting because from what you know we're told. What we know is that Taman has been in shooting a lot because he got to the point where last year the t- opponents would just leave him wide open because um, they knew either he wasn't going to shoot or if he shot, he probably wasn't going in. So that and he's been he's been shooting, and I think we're going to see him be more offensive. I, I I when I asked TJ who 
Keyshawn Gilbert reminded me of. He said DeAndre Kane, which I went, I did that old wow thing. Um, that's that's pretty lofty. I was thinking more like maybe Nick Babb, but you know, either either way, either way, that um, that's that's pretty good comparisons, I think. So, yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic about about this team. Um, seventh place isn't a bad place to be picked, and I'm cautiously optimistic, like TJ is, that this team's going to score more points than it, than it has last year. And I'm not saying they're going to go Johnny or all out 98 points a game. This team, I think this team will score, but but uh, um, um, but it's and they're going to get it from a lot of different places on the floor. Yeah, I actually think seventh is probably a tip of the cap by the Big 12 coaches to TJ Otzelberger because when you get as young as Iowa State is getting, that usually uh, portends a rebuilding year. Uh, but obviously getting that top 10 recruiting class eases things. But I think when you look at the rosters that Iowa State and TJ Otzelberger and his staff have had the last two years, to get those to not only to the NCAA tournament, but to be playing pretty high-level basketball consistently over a couple different stretches – in both of those seasons, um, I think picking them and him seventh by the rest of the league is probably a tip of the cap that, hey, these guys have figured it out with rosters the last two years. What's to suggest that they can't figure it out with a young roster this year? So I do think that's uh, certainly nothing but optimism from uh, the Big 12 coaches about what they can do with a young roster. Uh, a roster I think is really talented, but a young roster nonetheless that's Youth is not usually amenable to winning a ton of Big 12 games unless you're Kansas, really, maybe Texas to a, another degree. But it's uh, it's hard to win when you're playing a lot of freshmen, and we'll see how many. You know, we're, I think we'll see at least two for sure for Iowa State in their rotation uh, with Omaha Baloo and Milan Momchilovich. Uh, but those other guys might get a chance too. Uh, but, yeah, that's all I got, man. You got anything else? No, not really. I was going to bring up another topic about basketball, but we're, let's save that for when we – when we have basketball only. So yeah, I'm, I'm good. I think I'm going to go. It's I'm looking out there. It's sunny. And I think I will go sit in the sun for a while. Sunny in Cincinnati. He's Randy Peterson. I'm <laughs> Travis Hines. Iowa state plays football tomorrow against Cincinnati, 11 AM FS one big 12 women's and men's media day for basketball in Kansas city next week. Tommy Birch and I will be there for that be sure to check out DesMoinesRegister.com for all your Iowa State coverage needs. He's Randy. I'm Travis. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.